welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. My name is Susanna Kirchberg, and you can find me on my website, www.susannamedium.com. Oh, the wonderful Susanna there. Yeah. Good evening and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Glenn. Good How evening, are you both? Bill. Good evening, Glenn. Well, Hello, everybody. We've just got over fits of laughter. We have. But we can't divulge too much information, no. but I think it did as a power of good, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yes. a really good tonic. Um, but yeah, doing really well in high spirits. What about yourself there, mm. Phil? Good. I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julie? It's good making videos, isn't it? That's uh, all I'll say. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, for those that are listening, uh, what we do. In between shows, as we do like a little social media little video, yeah. um, just to let people know where we're at and what we're doing. And we was in fits of hysterics. Giggles. We're doing that yeah. tonight. Yeah, it only took about 10 takes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn, I didn't get a chance to ask you earlier okay. about your experience last week going into Derbyshire for the night. Oh, yeah. Oh, up, yeah. Up at Stanage Edge. I did, yeah. And do you know what? It's the first time I've ever been there. And, wow, I was just like, it took the wind out my sails, basically. It's an absolutely gorgeous place to go. Mm. And the energies there are so healing. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I had an overnight stay there. Yeah, I was Saturday, out. wasn't it? Yeah, I was walking all day. Uh, my feet were throbbing. They were thrashing from all this walking. But do you know what? I needed that, that time out from everything and it was really busy with lots of climbers and people hand gliding mm. and you know what i thought i've come all this way and to get away from people and it's full of people <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I made my way off the beaten track and uh, to find some solace there but yeah to answer your question i loved it and i shall be going back there again and it was uh, a very nice what i like about sleeping out in the van is it's a really nice feeling you know under the stars in mm -hmm. with nature it's very healing so mm -hmm. i loved it did you get up in time for the sunrise the next day um it was raining like the early hours of the morning oh was it i saw the sunset and honestly it looked like i was in australia it, it was mm -hmm. beautiful you know with the silhouettes and everything <clears throat> um it actually looked like ears rock was in the background mm -hmm. It was amazing. So yeah, the weather was great, though, wasn't it? In the mm, daytime, I would well. go back there mm. again. So yeah, yeah beautiful yeah. place. <clears throat> Julie, what? Yeah, I can see you're clutching a crystal tonight. <clears throat> I've got a couple. I've got a smoky quartz with me this evening and a citrine. Yes. Nice. Uh, yeah. The party crystal, the yeah. zest of life. Yeah, Ooh, I, I love like citrine. Yeah, really yeah. happy. You know, abundant crystal. Mm. Yeah, I can feel them tingling there as I'm holding them. Fab, fab. Without further ado, we are <laughs> going to bring our new guest on yes. to join us. So um, a friend of, a personal friend of mine for many years now, um, through different development groups and classes, mm -hmm. uh, yoga instructor, 
holistic therapist, um, I, 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 Ayurveda yeah. um, consultant, I think. I think it, I think that's the term. Actually, I'll confirm that in a second. Um, founder of Kanti as well. Please welcome Prem Devi. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Hello. Prem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, how are you, Prem? How's things? I am very, I am very well, thank you. The sun is um, just setting here in Cornwall. The birds are singing still. And um, yeah, it's been a bit of a rainy day, but it cleared up later in the evening. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sat here with the window open listening to the birds. Oh, <laughs> lovely. lovely. Paint such a gorgeous picture there. Now, are you <laughs> are you in Morgan Porth this evening or are you further down in Cornwall? Um, further down. So I'm in Roach, um, where the big Roach Rock um, sits. Um, mm. So yeah, in a little Cornish in the proper Cornish villages, as they would say in, yeah. in Cornwall, so in Roach. <laughs> so you're not down at the uh, Lizard Peninsula this this, this no, evening. Then. No, no, <laughs> no, not right now. But it's you know it's an hour it's an hour trip in the car. In you know I'm sort of in the centre of Cornwall, so I'm easy access to um, north, south, and mm. east. So yeah, good location good. then. Mm. It is a good location. Yeah. I'm really quite, um, I am so envious of, of you at the minute <laughs> oh, living yeah. down he there. He was there, yeah. It's a beautiful uh-huh. place though, isn't it? I remember when I've, every time I've been, it, it just feels like home. It's so relaxing. There's an quite energy quaint about as well, it. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Beautiful it's place. just got a different energy here in Cornwall. I don't really know how to describe it, but for me, when I've been travelling to Cornwall for many years, um, it just, I used to cry when I used to come and I used to cry when I used to go. And <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I've been here before, maybe, in a previous life. Mm, it's just yeah. got a different energy, a very healing energy, actually, in Cornwall. So that's what drew me here. Mm. Mm. Nice. Um, you, 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 you go to, I suppose, quite a few of the, the holy wells, don't you? Brand. Yeah, there's a few. Well, there's quite a lot of holy wells in Cornwall. And um, I have visited quite a few. Um, in the last year um so yeah they're just lovely they're not often not marked um so it's just a matter of you know sort of finding, finding out them. where they are and then and then just following a trail till we find it <laughs> what's the so, uh, what, <clears throat> what's the original purpose of those are they for were they for um spiritual but were they was that the yeah, purpose they were, healing yeah i mean back in the day you know that's where the you know the women would be um doing their healing at the holy wells so mm. you know when we visit a holy well or standing stones it's you know it's a remark of respect and for the healing that went on there generally yeah mm. so I'm they're sure. just having very nice energy around them as well they're mm. just lovely places to find yeah i'm sure that there's a lot of those holy wells around the country really isn't there Mm, yeah i'm sure yeah i think you know sort of wales has got quite a lot as well and ireland uh, scotland as well so but yeah this i'm lucky here that there's a few on my doorstep so that's really nice so is it Mm. in a way would you be able to use some of the water for healing purposes if you was to get some obtain some for yourself is that allowed uh well i i do obtain some i do obviously 
I don't ask permission from Ooh, any no, okay. authority <laughs> from the well self as I'm taking it. Yeah. But generally, I take it with my moon water and um, pop it on my altar and put my wishes mm. on it on the new moon. Yeah. And then I give it back on the full moon. Um, so either at the Holy Wells or the ocean, depending on where I'm at, really. Oh, I like that. And, yeah, um, that recycling yeah. as well. And then obviously, yeah, and just, you know, leaving some flowers maybe, you know, leaving a little offering um, in exchange as well, or mm. a little crystal. Mm. Yeah. So it's quite nice to do. Yeah. Did you do anything for the uh, for the full moon, Bram? That we've this just... one, I didn't actually. Um I know I'm part of another group, um, another circle. Um, a, well, it's not a women's circle because there is a guy on there, but it's like a year-long program that I've been part of, so um, the belonging. So we normally do a call on the new moons all around that time, but um, we couldn't get a connection. So I sort of did, but it was with a smaller group rather than a bigger group. But yeah. I do my own you know, sort of meditation with my altar and um give gratitude on usually on a full moon as well so mm. yeah i did do something but nothing on a grand scale yeah I mean. yeah yeah mm. a lot of people found those energies quite intense like for a few days yeah, before and a few days after <laughs> with it being with it being the super full moon and um yeah. uh mm. the lunar lunar eclipse as well yeah. the the eclipse yeah. as well so in that water sign so for me, it was very emotional because I'm going through some emotional things, as you know, at the moment. So um, my emotions were sort of quite um, triggered. But, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's just about riding the wave, isn't it? And, you know, going with the flow. And if those emotions come up, just to ride with them and allow yeah, them to absolutely. just go through mm. the body. Yeah. And, just and move let that through. happen. Yeah. yeah. Release them as well, isn't it? So Yeah. It's good. Mm. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to go right back, as we do with many, many guests that come back on. Back to the beginning. <laughs> We'd like to go back to the beginning, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and ask about your own spiritual awakening and spiritual path. Okay. Um, well, I suppose, I mean, I've always been interested in spirituality. You know, I can't remember the last, when I first bought my first Doreen Virtue cards many, many moons mm. ago. Mm. Um, but I suppose you know initially when I started to activate it was when I went into the beauty industry um in 2004 and had a couple of years training and then had about 10 years in the beauty holistic industry um where I started to begin obviously my Reiki journey also um that was a bit later on there that was more 2014 but you know, between 2006 and 2016 was more on the massage side. So I was starting to feel, you know, that connection with people, that energetic connection. Um, and it was at that point where I've always been into yoga also. Mm. So as even as a, you know, a teenager, but I've sort of dipped in and out when I had my family. Um, and it got to a point where I just wanted to go a little bit deeper um, and obviously meeting yourself in these various groups. I think that was just before mm. I embarked on my actual yoga teacher training at Mandala Yoga Ashram in Wales, um, which I did start in 2015. And that was really my awakening, I would say, of a deeper connection with myself and others. Mm. Um, so that was a two-year travelling to Wales um, each month. 
um, and living in an ashram and living and breathing mm. yoga. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What was that experience like, Bram? Uh, that was life changing. That was life changing. Um, a lot of release. I think I spent. I think I spent the first six months crying a lot, <laughs> lots of headaches and lots of tears. Um, but it just takes you onto another level of understanding and, and allowing. Being in a space that allows things to rise. Being in a safe space, should I say, a supported space yeah. mm-hmm. that allows things to rise for then you to look at them with different eyes. Um, you know, so very deep practice of, you know, asana, you know, movement, obviously with mindful movement, um, meditation, chanting, um, you know, yoga nidras and, and all of that. So it was it was life changing in the way that I looked <clears throat> at myself and of others and of life itself and my connection to life and to others. Mm. And also the service, you know, that was my true, I think that was my true calling, you know, my true awakening as in, you know, what service am I to others as well as, you know, developing my own spiritual path. Mm. Mm. That, that takes a lot of courage that does to walk in that path because uh, as we know it's not just something that we do in our part time no, it's a full it's time a lifestyle yeah. isn't it change it's quite disciplined as mm. well it is. Mm. yeah i'm also uh, it is. i also do yoga as well um and i've done it for a long time i've not lived it in you know in an ashram um but i'm i've been very dedicated to it you know um since 2002 my yoga journey started <laughs> So, oh wow! Yeah, really connect there with you. Yeah, and yeah. it is you know it's. I always say to people, you know, they say they don't have time for yoga, mm. and you know it's not about spending hours on the mat. I mean, no. I did initially when I was doing my training. I you know because I had to, and and it was a good discipline to have. But you know now it's it's whatever time you spend on the mat is. You know, no effort is wasted, as my teacher used to say. Yeah. So if you just have 10 or 15 minutes, if that's all the time that you have, but you're doing a few postures to connect yeah. to your breath, to connect to your body, to know how your body is feeling and what it needs. You know, we can't always give it what it needs because we might have to work, but we can be aware of that mm-hmm. and try and ease into our day a little more mindful. Yeah, and get a routine going, like you say, if it's a few minutes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And same in the evening, you know, we can all, you know, um, make time to just have a little downtime to check into ourselves and see how we feel and how the day's been and what we need to let go. And even things like, you know, bringing yoga into, you know, everyday life, which we do, you know, having a shower, thinking about, you know, washing away mm-hmm. of the day, Yeah, you know. Um, or being grateful for the water that's coming warm, mm. you know, um, and that type of thing. You know, yoga is not just about what we do on the mat. It's about what we do in our everyday life, isn't it? And how we, you know, how we interact with others and, and the earth around us. Yes, yeah, being present, isn't it, in the present moment and nurturing and experiencing everything all in that exactly. moment with 100 percent and it is you know that is a challenge in itself isn't it you know it even is. for us yogis you know yeah. we, we get lost in our mind thought and then we're like oh okay i've been off on a tangent <laughs> <laughs> let's just come back to this moment and what's happening right back. now <laughs> yeah 
What I've I enjoy about yoga, I don't do it regularly. Maybe I ought to, uh, following both of yours, you two's advice. But um, I like the <laughs> fact that it's almost like a one-stop shop because it's mindfulness, it's a meditation, it's relaxation, it's also uh, core strength, muscle toning, stretching, and it ticks so many boxes. And like you say, mm-hmm. it, it's something that you don't have to like do for hours on end but you would feel the benefit even if it's five or ten minutes like you say it's it's quite phenomenal yeah i mean personally i think you know you get all of those benefits that you've just mentioned Mm -hmm. um but in my own teachings i feel that yoga is is for the mind and and the body gets all the you know gets all the benefits as well but it is about Mm -hmm. making you know that mindful connection between mind body and soul isn't it Mm. yeah definitely still in the mind and yeah having that clarity yeah. and calmness in time for yourself really in such a busy world yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. I, I love it anyway so i'm <laughs> yeah very biased I'm I, with I, you I there. Mean, that, that, could, that, that could lead me off onto a tangent with the ayurveda because that's obviously Go for it. and yeah. you did pronounce that right um, oh god you know, yeah ayurveda is more for the you know i feel like for the wellness of the body although it is you know it is a sister to yoga um and it has that connection you know but it's more about lifestyle diet you know, massage, yoga's included, and Ayurvedic herbs, those five approaches to, you know, bring the body back into equivalent. So it works perfectly well with, with yoga. yoga. So the five herbs, did you just say there? Perhaps? No, the five approaches, the sorry. The five approaches. The five approaches. So you... um, for anybody that was coming for an Ayurvedic consultation, they would we would look at their diet, their lifestyle, um, yoga if it's included in their practice Mm -hmm. or it may be that we might you know recommend walking or swimming depending but yoga is normally some type of yoga is normally suggested um massage and ayurvedic herbs so for somebody that was coming to me for a consultation for instance that would be the five approaches i would look at all of those approaches to bring um balance back into their life Mm. Can you well, talk you know, about some of those herbs? Body. Sorry, can you talk about some of those herbs for us, please? Um, I'll talk about a couple. I mean, yeah. the main one um, in Ayurveda is triphala, um, which is um, an Ayurvedic herb for cleansing. Um, it doesn't have any contraindications with it, um, but it's the one that we use for detox. So it, it's like a, it's like a mild, I won't say scraping, but like a mild detox mm-hmm. for the you know, for the small intestine, the large yeah. intestine. Um, so you would take that in the evening, couple of couple before bed, sort of on an empty stomach. So, you know, before you go to bed and then it does the cleansing in the night. Ideally, you know, Ayurveda say you would sleep between 10 and 6 or yeah. between, you know, obviously when the sun rises because it's a bit earlier now. <clears> but <throat> you would take them because that's when the body repairs. So that's when you would take the trifla so it can like cleanse the, the colon and the body um so that's made up of three fruits i can't pronounce the sanskrit names i used to be able to take but no it's a long while um, but it, it's made up of the, of the, of the three fruits yeah. so that's one that i would that i recommend a lot the other one is a herb called brahme which is really good for um what we call vata so excess vata mm. which is um, a lot in, in the mind so very good for really calming down the nervous system 
So anybody that's really stressed out, um, it's really good for calming them down, helps with insomnia. Um, it's also a good tonic for Pitta, the other, um, one of the other doshas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good stress reliever, Brahmi. Um, it has a, more of a cooling effect on the system, though. So that's something we have to be mindful of with, with batters if they're too cool. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the other one, which is probably more well-known, is ashwagandha. Yes, um, yeah. which is more of a strengthening herb. So somebody that's maybe a little weak or coming out of, you know, a recovery from an operation maybe, or, you know, they need a little bit of strength. Um, and a lot of people take it in yoga because it gives you that strength, that vitality. Um, but it is also more of a heating herb. But the thing with Ayurveda is we normally... If there's amur in the body, which is toxins in the body, we normally um, give it with trifola because it can increase toxins in the body um, if it's not taken correctly. If there's a lot mm. of toxins in the body, it can ashwagandha can increase it. So, you know, usually if you're living a yogic lifestyle, you're generally yeah. clean eating anyway. Yeah. So, um, but some of the clients I see, you know, they need to get that detox first and get this system a little clean. Um, so I generally give ashwagandha alongside trifla. Right, so that's yeah. just a few of the herbs, yeah. Now, could you infuse some of these herbs in like a tea or something like that that would be easy mm. to digest? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have done um, the Brahmi. Um, I've, I've put that in, in um, maybe not in tea. I've put it in like um, almond milk. Yeah. Um, you know, if I make myself like a turmeric, um, golden milk, so turmeric. And I'd make turmeric milk and then I might put my Brahmi in there. Um, the trifoli you can take in powder form. It is, um, you have to be pretty strong to take it in the powder form. It's not <laughs> okay. the nicest of tasting herbs. Um, a spoonful you just of sugar. Sort of knock it back. <laughs> yeah, you sort of knock about. it back. And um, I mean, they say that you should taste the herbs, actually. That's what mm, I made okay. today. But, you know, they make them in capsule form for easy, easy easiness, just, really, for yeah. people. But they say you should taste them. But trifla's got quite a drying sort of taste. So it's just like knock it back and then brush your teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some herbs in teas. But turmeric, I mean, turmeric <clears throat> is another good one, really. It's, you know, that's um, it's a really good one as well um, for, for most doshas, you know, for, um, you know, for rejuvenation. It's antiviral, antibacterial. Um, you know, it's a really good um, overall um herb to you know taking your in some milk um yeah i like to so yeah that's that's a good one as well don't you have to be careful on how how frequent you absorb turmeric um i think i mean some people take you know you can take quite high doses of turmeric um i think what you take in you know if you're just taking a little bit in your cooking or you're taking it you know in your milk it's not very it's it's of quite a small amount small dose. um mm. it, it would depend you know on each individual obviously of i think the ones i only ever sell herbs from ayurveda pura because that's where i trained and yeah. that's what i know um so I, I never sort of recommend them elsewhere because I, I don't know the strengths of them and you know and how pure they are mm-hmm. um so yeah. i always just use the ones that i've been trained with so i i know what i'm selling and saying yes yeah i found a list of ayurvedic superfruits 
Oh. Um, I'm going <laughs> to pronounce them. Go on then, Phil. <laughs> I'll go. Well, go on, Nate, have a go. So, some of them are quite easy, according to this. Okay. Ban- banana. Number apple. one. Number one is mango. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Number two is pomegranate. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it does have a description of what they do and how they help as well. Mm-hmm. And actually, correct, Glenn, because the third is bananas. Yeah. Oh. Is, it, is this what's is this what's in the triflet? Sorry. <coughs> this is no. this is a, a a top ten Ayurvedic superfruits list. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to yeah. say I don't think they're they're, they're the not in the, the herbs. No, <laughs> sorry, really. sorry. Okay. I tell you, I do. I will tell you one thing that is like one of the best things in Ayurveda is the Chow and Prash Jam. Mm. So that is um eight to seven. Well, it's eight to seven percent. The one I get from Ayurveda Pure is 8-7% um, Indian gooseberry and then it's got about 30 other ingredients from wow. the Himalayas or that area so if you look up Chow and Prash Jam it's absolutely it's full of antioxidants vitamin C you can take it off the spoon you can put it in your porridge you can spread yeah. it on your toast so that's a really you can put it in milk again or water um, it's really helps to detoxify as well the body um, so that's a really good no, really good one to look up, chow and prash jam. Mm, lovely. Um, but the two things that I wouldn't live without is chow and prash jam and ghee. Because oh, ghee, ghee is so yeah. good for yeah. the digestive system. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, I know it's not vegan, but um, it's just so good. And it's so good for vata. Anybody that's got any dryness, you know, that's maybe suffering from constipation. Um, ghee is really good to get into your diet because it's like oiling from the inside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's another. Those two I can't live without: ghee and chow and prash jam. Mm. I was just reading about the Indian. You mentioned Indian gooseberries there, or if yeah, I pronounce it right. The amla and amla. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, it's uh, it, what it does. It just seems brilliant to have, and you can mm. have it every day in. Honey you can have or, the chow and prash every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, I mean, I usually have a spoonful. In the morning, I usually take it directly off the spoon. Um, I'm, you know, but you can put it in your porridge on your toast. Um, but yeah, I, I generally just take it off the spoon, really. Yeah, yeah. So for for most of the listeners, um, are there a way that they can obtain these herbs? Um, obviously, you can't go to the, your local supermarket and get them straight no. off the shelf. No, I mean turmeric, you can. But, yeah, yeah. You know, try and get an organic one. Go to an organic site, maybe and you know, and get a, you know, get a good one. Um, the other herbs, unfortunately, you have to go to a consultant. Okay. I mean, you might be able to get them online, but I don't know what the, what they are. you know, I don't yeah. know what they the are. The dosages. Um, the purity mm. of them. So, yeah. yeah, but I think, um, you know, obviously for Ayurveda Pura, they come through a consultant like myself. So I would prescribe them because obviously there are some contraindications for some of them. Um, not with trifolia. That's uh, apart from pregnancy. You know, obviously yeah. with pregnancy, you wouldn't you wouldn't take you wouldn't take these. But um, but other than that, yeah. Mm. So I've just found it actually. Um, I, <laughs> um, I'm a lucky Harry Harry and Biharati. I've probably pronounced those wrong, but that's Gosh, the yeah. the three the cherry fruits anyway. 
three che- three cherry fruits. Cherry are. fruits, are mm. they? Oh, I lo- wow, yeah, I love cherries actually. So they don't taste like cherries, I can assure you. Don't they? They're, they're a bit more bitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Would you be able to talk cherries. us through the process, Prem, of how to de- detoxify the body for the listeners? Because there'll be people listening there that I want are to wanting, know more. Yeah, they're wanting to know oh, the processes okay. of that, please. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you a basic okay, sort of insight into into a detox. So, really, the first thing you should be having when you wake up is some um, warm water. So, obviously, boil the kettle, let it cool down a little bit, and you know, have it at sort of room temperature, and that helps to you know cleanse cleanse through the body to begin with. Um, and then about fifteen minutes later, I mean, obviously, you do your some practice if you're going to do some yoga, yoga practice do a little yeah. bit of yoga practice on an empty stomach um and then, mm-hmm. yeah definitely on an empty stomach yeah <laughs> uh, i've heard um, things can get then, pretty windy uh, first thing in the morning yeah but that's good <laughs> you know when you're on your mat and then just you know if it's getting windy that's just you know it's just air that needs to be it's released felt. isn't it it's gas that needs to be released so let that i'm going to use that and, <laughs> in future <laughs> just needs to be released <laughs> natural yeah, <it's> released. <laughs> um, and then you would have um probably a lemon and ginger tea um because lemon and ginger is stimulating so yeah. that will stimulate you know then the body the appetite um and then if you're doing a detox it varies on which training you've had like when i did my consultant um mine was stewed apples and stewed pears Ooh, when wow. I did my training with with Dr. Deepa, we had more like porridge. So, um, and then just putting some herbs in, you know, like a bit of cinnamon maybe or allspice. Nice. Mm. You know, just mixing that in. But generally, um, fairly light breakfast because in Ayurveda they always say you follow the sun. So you think of the sun when it's rising in the morning. The agni or the fire in the belly is quite low. Mm. So you would have a light-ish breakfast and then at lunchtime when the sun is high and that's when the fire is high in the in the in belly, the that would yeah. be when you have your main meal. And if you're doing a detox, it would be more vegetarian-based. Um, so you would just, you know, avoid meat, fish um, for that time of doing the detox. Yeah. And then in the evening, you'd have a lighter meal, so something like a vegetable soup or maybe a vegetable stir fry. Um, if you're quite vata pitta um, and you know that you need to eat more regularly, then, you know, you could have fruit in between. Mm. Um, for kaffirs, they generally would skip breakfast altogether and just have some fruit around 11. And then they'd mm. have um, a main meal at lunchtime and then another meal sort of in the later in the afternoon. Mm. But generally, you know, things like dal, lentils and rice, steamed vegetables and really anything that's cooked and warm because when you're doing a detox um if you're putting cold uncooked food into the system um the body has then got to cook that food mm, um and it, yeah. before it can, yeah before it can assemble it into nutrients so it's making the fire work harder and what you're doing is when you're doing a detox is giving the the agony a bit of a rest um so you're giving it cooked food it's easy to digest, which is why they don't generally, you know, why they generally don't have meat or fish. Um, so it's easy for the body to digest um, and just obviously plenty of fluids, you know, um, but not 
iced water again because it's putting the fire out you want sort of you know warm water or herbal teas um i mean obviously if you're doing you know if you drink six cups of coffee a day i'm not going to say don't drink six cup of coffee a day because <laughs> you're going to get a wacky headache. You know? <laughs> but it's about, you know, everybody's individual. Everybody has to look at their life and, and see what they can implement into it, you know, and, and it's maybe that they'll cut one cup of coffee a day out, you know, until they're down, you know, until, so they would do it gradually. Yeah. You know, I'd never say to anybody, don't do this or don't do that, you know, but, and this is why when people come to me for consultations, I, I go through what it entails because it is a commitment yeah you know it's no good paying money you know and and not you know not being able to you know have the time to implement and sometimes it might be little things that they might be implementing and and then they they build up ready for a for a detox you know yeah um so it's you know it does work down to the individuals but rule of thumb is if you've got any sort of digestive issues avoid eating fruit and dairy which is one of the things that we do a lot here in the west because ayurveda always say eat fruit alone or leave it alone because fruit has a different enzyme to digest yeah so unless you've got a very active fire which is more pitta because pitta is fire then you know then they're, they're the ones that can sort of get away with it um but generally um you know you would just eat fruit as a snack and you would not mix it with with dairy mm. or meat and dairy or fish and dairy because those three things are the hardest things to digest. Yep, they are. So mm. ideally you would, you know, you would, and you can do this for, you know, I say to people, try and choose if you're going to do, you might just do it for over a weekend. You know, yeah. do it when you've not got a lot of commitments on so your body can rest, so you can get in tune with your body, so you can get on your mat. You know, don't try and, if you've got a full-on week at work, don't try and do it in mm. a detox because you're just going to, you know, put a lot of stress onto your body because, mm. you know, it's, it's about nurturing your body and giving the body a bit of a rest. And it's a change as well. And sometimes those, if you're used to eating meat every day, that change is quite drastic. Mm. You know, yeah. this is say to people, you know, start to wean down a little bit until you can, you know, then go a week maybe. Because some people do actually need meat, and Ayurveda don't say no to meat. You know, they eat meat more for medicinal purposes. Um, but they, if you're doing a detox, then you know they tend to be more on the, vegetarian, you know, just for that yeah. little, mm. yeah, the vegetarian, yeah. and and obviously like plenty of fluids, herbal teas. Well, many years ago, I had a go at the master cleanse. I'm sure you would have heard of that. And it's quite intense, really. I think I lasted three and a bit days. And, okay. whoa, uh, you know, it got me to a state where from being a spiritual medium, wow, I was out of body. Do you know what I mean? I was going that wow. high with it. And I had to um, refrain from doing it and go back to food. But I did find it very very spiritual practice and i'm sure with the detoxification methods that you've just described there Mm -hmm. um that that has a very spiritual uplifting feeling to those that are participating in that would you agree with that i think you definitely feel lighter and more clarity yeah um because i think as the toxins are leaving the body you know initially you might feel a little bit you know, a little bit sluggish and, you know, you may have a bit of a headache, 
Um, that's why I say drink lots of water, make sure that you're eating because it's not, you do eat, you know, you can eat quite a bit on it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not like a starvation diet. Um, but yeah, I think as you start to, you know, feel the benefits, you do feel generally lighter, lighter yeah. in yourself, more energy, more clarity. Um, and yeah, so it, it does have those um, benefits to it. And, and obviously, you you know, nearly all the time people will lose weight if they're doing it for a couple of weeks. I mean, I normally give mine for a week to 10 days. Um, and, you know, they've usually lost. I mean, I lost a stone when I did mine, but I did it for six weeks. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing is I maintained it because I was eating more Ayurvedically for my type. Um, and I maintained that weight off. And I think that's what, you know, um, brought my success when I was back up in the north doing this with, mm. with my students because they saw, you know, how it had happened with me and they wanted, you know, the same thing for mm. themselves. Yeah. No. I will mm. agree that you feel lighter because uh, I am a vegetarian and I've been for years and uh, you can eat a lot of food, can't you, on a vegetarian mm. sort of uh, yeah. lifestyle. And yeah. yeah, I always feel full of energy and light. I would describe it as that. Yeah. For sure. Mm. And when the body is, you know, when it's it's functioning properly and, you know, it's eliminating as well. I mean, that's the other thing, you know, if people are, sort of constipated as well when they start bringing ghee into their diet that really helps them and then they feel lighter because they're actually eliminating properly as well yeah. of course a lot um, of the postures do, do that as well don't they exactly yeah, yeah. with the yoga you yeah. see that's all getting all everything moving as well yeah um, so yeah it's it's like um that's why i say it's the sister it goes hand in hand really mm. prem are there specific tests that you would do to find somebody's specific ayurvedic type, type. yeah the um for an ayurvedic consultant i would do um pulse diagnosis uh tongue diagnosis and then an in-depth consultation so that's that's the way to find out what they call your prakriti which is what you were born with that's a bit like your dna so that that doesn't change However, lifestyle, diet, and the seasons will can affect our prakriti, mm. and then it becomes our what we call our vikriti, which is what we're presenting. Um, so you may be, I mean, when we're born, we have all of the elements of vata, pitta, and kapha. Um, all of those elements are within us, but we may be predominantly more of one or a mix of two. Mm. Occasionally, you can have all three. None are better than the other. It's just our personal makeup. But like I say, lifestyle, diet and the seasons will also affect our prakriti, which means they can move in the body and they can cause disturbance. And it's a bit like how I explain it to, to my guests is, you know, we are made up of atoms. So therefore, we're all vibrating at a frequency. And these frequencies, Ayurveda believe, are vata, pitta and kapha, yeah. which reside mm. their seats in the body. I mean, vata is in the large, in the colon in the small intestine and kapha in the upper stomach but they can move and be affected and then if they come out of their seats um, and come in balance then it's almost like the energetic body speaks to the physical body and says hey I have pain or hey I'm stressed you know and that's when when you know and when you know like the elements and the seasons and how that all integrates 
then you can pick up when your dosha is becoming imbalanced and then obviously when you know about Ayurveda then you can put the things into place like diet or lifestyle whatever it might be that's come out of balance that you need to put back in it so for instance I know that when I come to summer season or if I'm really focused on work or I get too driven my pitta will come out of balance and I start to get heartburn so then I know that I need to calm down cool down you know and and let go more in the autumn my vata I have to watch my vata you know vata's movement is like the wind it's air it's air and space and um, qualities so it's constantly moving and of course when we get into autumn all that wind and dry weather aggravates vata yeah so, mm. time to do detoxes in the autumn and in the spring and um, because that's when the doshas are more likely to be affected so um that's something I'm working on <laughs> in the future as in you know doing my own sort of detox programs and things so yeah right. mm. it's really fascinating yeah it's a fascinating subject it but is. it's massive yeah, yeah. you know yeah, it it, I studied I mean I did a little bit when life. I did my yoga teacher training that was my first I did as well a sort little of, bit. <laughs> yeah I did a little yeah. bit and then I I went obviously and studied with Dr. Deepa in, mm-hmm. in London um, for a year. And that's when I did my diet and consultancy. Um, yeah, so and now it just integrates into my into my life. And yeah, we, you know, we're all human. We all drink wine occasionally and yeah. eat chocolate and have cake. You know, we're not like super gods or goddesses. <laughs> um, you know, we just, we know that, you know, on the whole, I try and follow your yogic stroke ayurvedic lifestyle yeah yeah what type of yoga do you practice uh, for me more hatha or yin yeah. nice. um i like the serenity of, of um yin and um i mean a little bit of vinyasa but more i would say more hatha i mean less is more for me yeah. really yeah yeah um i mean in the winter i mean i might do i might be you know, I need to sort my kapha and like get on with my sun salutations. <laughs> a bit of a flow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a bit more flow. But in the summer, I'm like, nah, it's just going to aggravate my pit. I'll just do a little shoulder stand or, you know, be in. Um, Hold it for a while. For a while. <laughs> yeah, I love the inversions. <laughs> I really love them. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, that's it. Which is, um, yeah, it's really calming. So, yeah. Mm. Fascinating, yeah. So... Prem, I know that you have had some uh, time. I don't know how long you stayed, oh, but I, I wondered about your experience staying in Glastonbury because, I mean, for us, it's such a special place. Yeah. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Uh, and I, I'm just quite fascinated with people's experience of, of experiences of Glastonbury. Do you mind if I ask you about that? Is that okay? That's fine. I mean, I, I've spent a little time in Glastonbury, just at the um, ashram on retreat. So I've been uh, to another ashram in Ash- in Glastonbury on a couple of retreats. Um, I don't know, the energy is very... Um, Mixed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably that's, that's the right word. It, it is quite mixed. It, it, it almost a little unsettled. Um, it's quite high energy, mostly mm. there. You know, um, but it can be a bit 
I can find it a little bit unsettling sometimes in Glastonbury. I have to be keep my feet on the ground. Yeah. Hence why I see lots of people walking around with nothing nothing on their feet in Glastonbury. <laughs> mm, it's the same yeah. with Cornwall, but <laughs> well, I went for the very first time this year ever in January, the coldest time to go. But mm. honestly, it was amazing. Uh, I will be yeah. going back there again. Like you say, the energy is there. There's something else you, you can't really put into words, can you? It, it, it's such an unusual feeling, but a calming one. Mm. Was yeah. it, um, I bet it was cold up at the tour, Glenn, in January? Um, I was quite blessed, actually. There was a lot of sun there. And by the time I got to the top, I was sweating bullets anyway. So I was quite, <laughs> I was quite warm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did have a lovely time in Glastonbury when I went to the, um, I think it was the autumn equinox. I went a couple of years ago. So I watched the sunset at the tour Ooh. and then the sunrise nice. at, yeah. at the stone, which was pretty awesome. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a nice. Got up at four. We was like two children. Couldn't sleep at night because we knew we'd got to get up early. To get to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and go as soon as I can. Um, when I was there, I was asking one of the shopkeepers, you know, um, what's it like to live here? Because we, you know, we was amazed by it. Mm. And she was saying it's absolutely lovely to live here, but she says, you know, every now and again. You have to leave the place, even if it's mm. for a weekend, because you almost feel like you're in this little bubble of your own, your own little world, and the rest of the world doesn't exist. And so she says, mm. every now and again, it's nice to get your feet on the ground and get a little bit of normality and then come back because you want to come back again. I think I think I feel that in Cornwall, really. I okay. feel the same thing. It's like a little bubble here. Um, and, yeah, when I come up north, it's... Um, very busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get the tourists in Cornwall, you know, and the roads get busy. There's always places that I find that, you know, off the beaten track and there's always space. Um, yeah. What do you do? Remind me again what they call tourists, the, the Cornish word for tourists. Ooh. Oh, I don't know that. Is it Emmet? Oh, uh, Emmet. Emmet. Yes. Oh, I've not heard that before. I've yeah. not heard that, actually. Yeah. Look at those yeah. Emmets. Yeah, it means tourist. Yeah. Well, obviously, I've only been here less than two years, so I can't class myself yeah. as Cornish. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I don't think I'll get it in this lifetime, but anyway, <laughs> oh. I'm enjoying living here. Yeah, oh. sounds like you're having sounds a great amazing. time. Yeah, and you're yeah. yeah. hear that in your voice. Oh, it was yeah. so nice to meet you down there as well oh it, it was lovely wasn't it it yeah. was just that really yeah unusual time and yeah it was great down by the lizard i love it down there it's very wild down there isn't it it's what is my favorite place it's my favorite part of cornwall that we've just oh, gone to I, for I years i don't know what my favorite part is i'm i really struggle to i do i do like the lizard but i i really struggle to you know put Pack. a. I mean i love the rose limpolincia um that's beautiful the Roseland Peninsula lots of little villages down there and that's really pretty yeah but yeah it's all it's all got its own little parts that but I love the fact that I can just go to a holy well on yeah. The yeah 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 it's got I've just got one just down the road well there's a couple down the road depends which way I go but just yeah I feel so blessed really to, that that's on my doorstep really mm. Um, and I'm also now meeting more like-minded people. Right. So I've got involved with um, the Imaginal Collective. Um, 
at number 11. Um, so they are um, they are a, a, grow, a, a growing global community of individuals, groups and organisations inspiring conscious relationships with self, mm. earth, of life. So that's a, that's a group that I've, um, well, yeah. I've known them for quite some time now, but they've started a new business called Number 11. Um, in St. Austell, and they invited me into that to do my consultations and massage. Oh, fab. Um, mm. that's, that's good. That's lovely, a lovely group. And then just met, of course, though, with another, well, I met her at Christmas, just after Christmas, um, Emma. She's from Elm Yoga. And I've just done my first Ayurvedic workshop in her yoga studio. So that was really mm. lovely. Mm. Me, yeah. You know, sort of like-minded people here in Cornwall, because obviously... I left all my lovely students behind when I left, which was, yeah. you know, which is hard. But I do keep mm. in touch with lots well, of that's them. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I moved area from Staffordshire um, six and a half years ago to uh, Sukhumvit, and I had to sort of start again. You know, sort of new, <laughs> new friends, yeah. new contacts, and getting known. You know, and, and so I know what it's like. You know, it took, it's not easy. No, it took probably about two and a half years. So, um, but then you know you you do get there, and it's great. Then (laughs) I suppose it's almost like reinventing yourself and finding Mm. yourself again, isn't it? Well, I think think it is. Yeah, it's you know for me, I've got so many good friends back up north, and you know when I moved here, I I had to get a job because I had to self-support myself, and so you know it was about you know I I mean I'm fortunate that I work in an Ayurvedic bar so it, it ticks all my boxes wow, um, so which is lovely and you know I've sort of worked my way um up there but now I'm just starting to step out again back into Kanti yeah. and like I say meeting these like-minded people and starting to um have a bit more variety in my work because at the mm. at the hotel I'm, I'm predominantly doing massage although I do do some meditation there and we're just starting some circles there as well, mm. um, um, moon circles and things. So that'll be nice. So but yeah, just starting to build branch out a bit now. Yeah, branch yeah. out a bit now. Now I found somewhere to live, and, and I've got a secure <laughs> job. I feel like I'm in a good space to, you know, maybe start, you know, like yeah, spreading my wings a little bit in yeah. Cornwall. Oh, yeah. That's good. Good to hear. Spreading your wings. Just before you said that, I was going to say, so Canty is uh, like the phoenix at the minute and it's going to, it's rebirth for Mm. for Canty then. Yeah, Canty rebirth, exactly. Yeah. So um, I just need to get, um, let's get myself sorted on social media. I'm not a big social media fan. Yeah, yeah. And all of that, (laughs) all of that Kundalini energy down there as well with the, it's oh, absolutely, yeah. Julie. It is absolutely chocker with with uh, serpentine. Serpentine, yeah, really? Yeah, oh, especially wow. like where I was in Cornwall. Yeah. Where I stayed in Cornwall. It's the red serpentine as well. Oh, so, is it? Yeah, loads. Really Gosh. grounding. Mm. Strong. You need yeah, it in the need it in the lizard though, because it's so wild. Yeah. Serpentine in the lizard because it is wild down there. Or can be, but it is beautiful. You need to, the next time you go, go down to Mullion and go and say hi to Jenny, who works at Serendipity, uh, the shop at Mullion. Do you know where the chocolate factory is? 
Yes, I do exactly. I know exactly. I was there only last week. Jenny is the, Jenny owns Serendipity, the spiritual shop there. And oh, we went in there actually. In fact, I bought some Josh sticks from there. Oh, she's. Do you know what? It's my favourite shop in Cornwall. That mm. one. Yeah. And Jenny it's the first is. First time I've seen it actually last week when I was down there. Mm. Yeah, Jenny's lovely. Um, um. So I will do. Well, we're going. I'm going back down there mm, next. Not this. What? Well, no. We're, what day is it today? Friday. So yeah, next weekend I'm back down the lizard. Back down actually, Mullion. So mm. oh. got myself. A Spa, got myself a little spa break up there or down there should i say very nice <laughs> oh well if you speak to jenny say phil says hi um, i will do we'll definitely call back in there to pick some chocolate up from the yeah. chocolate factory <laughs> oh, <don't>. oh yeah <laughs> yeah tormenting glenn now. <laughs> yes, you have we have we got time for one of the oh glenn have we got time for you to wheel the random question yeah. generator minute, in then. let me just pull my braces up okay Oh. There we go, Julie. Okay. Over to you. Have some random. We have a, a random question generator, Bram. Is that random? Okay. We we don't know what it is either. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what comes up. Okay. Okay. So the question is to whoever wants to take this: um, Is there a meaning of life? It's quite deep. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who wants that one? So I've gone quiet. Go on then, I'll take one for the team. Go on then, Claire. Uh, yes, <laughs> I would say we're obviously we're souls in human form. We're souls having an experience. Mm. And the purpose of life is constant learning, expanding, growing, sharing that light and expressing that light, enabling us to heighten our vibration when we do uh, leave our physical body to travel on to journeys afar in the world of spirit. And if we haven't uh, learnt any of those lessons along the way, then we get that opportunity to come back down mm. again and relive or relearn those things to enable us to do that. Mm. So, yes. Mm. Textbook. That's a, that's Textbook. That's a very Glenn. good Hey, was he reading that from somewhere? Julie? No, he wasn't actually. I wasn't I checking. I was, I was channeling it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've got a simple version of that. Okay. <laughs> so we know we 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 know that we are light bodies in a spiritual being. We are spiritual yeah, beings a human in a, experience in a human experience. Yeah. And so I think the purpose the purpose of life the meaning of life is for us to remember that that's a good one so mm. we already know it but we don't yeah. remember that do we not everybody does no yeah so i agree yeah. with that phil i would say something similar to that mm. okay Prem. Prem. oh <laughs> we both said it at the same time that <laughs> make a wish make a wish <laughs> go what, on phil what, what are your thoughts on that one prem um, well, I was just thinking of the Ayurveda, really, because the Ayurveda is the science of life, but it's Aya means life and Veda means science. So, it, again, it's about remembering. Ayurveda always say we know everything intuitively, but we've just forgotten it. Yeah. So being mindful in our practices, in our everyday life, mm. um, is, is, is giving us that remembering of, 
of what we are here for, you know, and, and the purpose is to, well, I suppose for me, it's, is service isn't it as well and mm. to learn the Life is you know service. lessons that we that we didn't learn the first time or the second or however many times we've been here <laughs> yeah reincarnation yeah. And, yeah. yeah absolutely i think we're all on the same page with that mm. aren't we? Mm. have we got another question julie we can do yeah are Go you on. ready yeah yeah Doesn't want to stop. <laughs> right, this is a bit of a, yeah, it's quite a question, this one. Oh, it's Glenn's. <laughs> what is the best way to train people to see the gradients in the world around them instead of just a simplistic, this is good, that is wrong view of the world? Oh, oh my. Um, two words, life lessons, I would say. Mm-hmm. rather than seeing things are good or bad it's a lesson you know it, again it's an opportunity to expand and grow and when you don't take sides like that then that's when you, you flow in that direction of expansion i would say okay i think we intuitively know um what is good what is wrong and it's feeling feeling it as well isn't it do you know what i was thinking then I was thinking about, I've got an echo. <laughs> <laughs> echo? yeah. <laughs> I've got an echo. It's gone again. It's back. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I was thinking about, so we don't teach children to, we, we, we teach children to accept what they're told and not mm. critically think. Thinking for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Children don't, it's not it's we we actually we kind of take it out of them don't we that that ability to critically assess for themselves well it, mm. it's conditioning we them, isn't it we condition what's mm. good and what's bad yeah that's just an opinion mm. though isn't it it's not yeah. necessarily right no that's just my opinion mm-hmm. yeah. how long did but that also say? flowing with that duality as well mm. you know knowing there's always you know it's always sad and it's always happy. Yeah. You know, the night and day and, you know, just um, playing with that duality of, of life as well and accepting that that is life as it is, you yeah. know. Yeah. And people make their own choices of, you right know, if they wrong. want to go mm. down that or wrong thing. Because yeah. yeah. generally, I mean, I know there is right and wrong in the world, but, you know, it's like having that, awareness of duality that you know everything's not always going to be as we want it to be that's true and yeah, that, yeah. Um, yeah. Life lessons doesn't it that you're adapting isn't it yeah yeah uh, brilliant prem thank you so much what i'd like to do is if you can if you could give us some links where people can find you um facebook facebook, facebook links yeah. Uh, yeah facebook i mean i'm on facebook as um I say Kanti, home of yoga, beauty and holistic therapists. Um, I do have an email address as well. I don't have a website at the moment, but my email is mags at Kanti, spelled, spelled with an I, K-A-N-T-I, and then yogabeauty.co.uk. Thank you for listening and continuing to support
Circle Podcast. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time all of the time.